This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember, you can reach out to the program. Give us a call, but give us permission to use your message on air. Otherwise, we won't. 1-866-509-4545 is that number. 1-866-509-4545. And just mention it's for Kelly and company. If you want to send an email, you've got questions about Accessible Media Inc., feedback at AMI.ca. That's feedback at AMI.ca. On Twitter, you can follow along with the program, see what's happening from segment to segment. The handle is at AMI-audio. That's at AMI-audio. Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan. Inaccessibility sucks. We all know that when apps don't work, when websites have pop-ups that nobody can read and there's a lack of image descriptions anywhere. And companies say that they care about accessibility and inclusivity, but it still feels to a lot of us like words with no real change. So Michael Babcock joins us at this time um, to talk all things tech. And he found Richard Hyman on Twitter from Welcome Ally, which is an initiative that we highlighted a couple of weeks ago. So now we're going to hear a conversation between Richard and Michael about how Richard's team is gathering feedback to assist companies with learning how valuable accessibility really is. Here we go. It's time for Talking Tech with Michael, bringing you a shot of technology news to get your week going with sprinkles of assistive technology. I am joined today with Richard Hyman, and we'll learn more about the campaign that he has going on. But Richard, first of all, thank you for joining me. Let us know who you are and what you do. First of all, Mike, thanks so much for having me too. It's a, it's an absolute pleasure. So in a nutshell, I guess I've had a pretty pretty weird existence We'll, we'll ignore the we'll ignore the music degree for now, but we'll go straight to work. I had or have had to date three years of uh, corporate investment consulting experience at a massive corporate investment uh, advisory firm. And everybody sort of asked me like two things sort of how did you how did you go into that with sort of minimal experience? And then the other one is how on earth is it for you as a visually impaired person? The answer was pretty fun and pretty terrifying. I started out on the corporate consulting team where we were directly dealing with client needs. And for those who do not know, that entire industry runs almost exclusively off PDFs. So it was sort of the friendly equivalent of being taken into a room and repeatedly hit over the head with a baseball bat by Adobe Acrobat and jaws and we also had some uh real custom version of windows 7 enterprise as well which did not play nice with jaws and we tried everything to make that work it was a real experience in how to manage a disability in the workplace and how to get uh results even with trying to get around all of these accessibility problems so i moved over to the responsible investment team i was then no longer responsible for direct uh client interactions which was a massive relief because it meant i had more time to sort out my problems but the accessibility problems specifically but when push came to shove these problems were still here i was being given reports uh that i couldn't read i was being given uh websites to read that were not accessible but we had uh a real sort of epiphany when we realized that half of the stuff in the office all of the normal applications that we were using day to day all the websites that we had all the training content that we had was just not accessible out of the box even when companies were saying that it was accessible and 
I'm sat there in my second year. COVID had long since hit and I'm trying to build up a new uh, internal part of the business. But suffice it to say, again, these problems were playing havoc. And I'm sat there like, you know, this company really did commit and say, we're going to do everything we possibly can to help you. But even them with their huge amounts of resources found it impossible to really change the field in terms of accessibility. And we were constantly picking up uh, companies on stuff not being accessible. You know, we go to fund managers that we had to interact with who were investing our clients' money on their behalf and just be like, guys, you know, one of our members of our team is visually impaired and you're constantly sending through stuff that's completely inaccessible. You know, this PDF is read completely out of order. Would you mind sending over a version that actually makes sense? And they're like, yeah, here's a PowerPoint. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a lot of use. And then, you know, another member of my team who I wouldn't have worked with particularly often would come up and be like, hey, uh, we need to understand the uh, carbon footprint of this particular investment strategy. Have a look. And the documents that they would send over would be a PDF that had no spaces, two PowerPoint presentations, and a Word doc. Uh, but the Word docs that people use in this particular field uh, are riddled with tables for layout tools, uh, which is not cool. Uh, they've got image descriptions zero. Uh, they, it's <laughs> like I, I've seen... I've seen it all. I've seen uh, file paths as image descriptions. I've seen uh, identifiers uh, mixed up with actual labels. I've seen text boxes linked the wrong way. And I'm just sort of sat there like, one day, this is really going to, like chickens are kind of come home to roost. And then we got a call saying, hey, from one of our clients saying, hey, you know, we, uh, we noticed that your stuff is not accessible gulp uh we had a bit of an internal meeting and they're like uh richard 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 do you do you mind uh just come over just come over here you want to you want to help these guys make this stuff accessible because otherwise we're going to lose this client i can't really say much more but suffice it to say i caught the bug and it was not long after that that i subsequently saw somebody i cared deeply for trying to book a university tour. Uh, they just got into their university, their top choice. And I was sat with this person and they could not book the tour to go on the uni campus because the website kept on crashing voiceover on their iPhone. And as a result, by the time they got to booking it, uh, all the courses had gone and they'd thrown their phone at the wall multiple times. And I just said, you know what? I really, really cannot see you going through this. So I went downstairs, called up my uh, my good friend, Angela, who is now my chief of business. And she then got her husband involved, who happens to be really, really good at visual marketing and visual design and UX. And I already had a program, a friend of mine. And I just said to all of them, I was like, guys, do you want to work on this? We put Welcome Ally together as a team to sort of try and fix some of these problems. So it sounds like you had to make a lot of, of changes in your workflow or with the material that you were using because it wasn't accessible and enough just became enough. And, and that caused Welcome Ally to start. Is that accurate? Kind of, yeah. I think it, it really started a combination of the past three years of stuff I had to wade through and just seeing friends that were really capable people, unable to do really basic things without any help, just because they weren't technically able to because of accessibility. So you made a interesting statement to me when we talked prior to getting this set up and you said people need accessibility and sighted people don't realize what it costs to not be accessible. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what it is that Welcome Ally is doing? 
you would think, wouldn't you, that this really simple concept of, oh, hey, if more people can use your product, shock horror, more people are going to use your product. <laughs> um, but the number of people that I've spoken to that just didn't get it and that didn't understand that actually the cost involved is going to actually produce a return. Like I spoke to people even within the company that I was working for, who, when I said, look, you need to get the people producing this content internally to have a JAWS license such that they can test it. And they're like, well, head office really isn't gonna uh, cover that kind of cost. And I'm like, well, then the cost to you is significant because that means that anybody who comes into this organization who requires that material is not going to be able to use it. And that's simple. That means that we can't do the job. But it's more than that. Like, the example I give is Apple. You know, love them or hate them, Apple put voiceover on everything. Like, I have an Apple TV, a watch, a phone, and several Macs, and I don't need to worry that, you know, I can use them or not because I just can. You just press Command F5 or whatever the command is on that device, bang, done. And so it got me thinking, is there a revenue case for accessibility? You know, if there's a way that we as Welcome Ally could get people to go to specific websites and, you know, on mass prove to companies and say, hey, you had 20 odd thousand people go to your website just because we said it's accessible. Is that going to make a difference? And that's really what we aim to do. Welcome Ally is eventually going to become a website. Uh, websites are ranked based on accessibility as determined by qualified accessibility uh, consultants that can go in and review websites based on criteria that we can assemble with the community. and. From that, the most accessible website is going to appear at the top and we're going to allow them to have some form of badge of honor that allows them to say, hey, you know what? We're accessible. Come use us. And it will be completely vetted. And its aim is to really take that stress out of people in the same way that Apple did and just say, hey, this has been vetted. This is accessible. If you come here, there is a company that has come in and audited it that actually says, you know what? This is going to be a less stressful experience and the criteria and the rating is going to be vetted by the community we're going to be incredibly involved with the community on actually putting this together i have drafted the uh original uh model if you will for this and that's come exclusively off the back of a survey that we've currently got running now which is driving how we're going to be rating these websites going forward so this sounds like it could definitely use a little bit of involvement from the community. As a listener, why might I want to get involved with Welcome Ally? Well, quite simply, the more people we have getting involved now, the more this is actually going to work. It does need a critical mass of people on board, but we are going to be taking a lot of feedback from the community to actually make sure that this product meets the community's needs. Because frankly, we've just all had about enough of inaccessible websites or frankly even websites that used to be accessible uh but aren't and there was a there was a huge controversy recently about the youtube app that was mm. uh and then the update came through and they just broke the homepage. and if you as a member of the visually impaired community come on board you know the earlier you get on board the more say you're gonna have we have a couple of things in the pipeline like our model uh that we're currently working on to uh rate specific websites and we're currently working out a way of how people can actually go and rate these particular websites, you know, whether you have to be a specific accessibility consultant or whether, you know, any, you know, any Tom, Dick or Harry can actually provide 
a degree of feedback. And we're always going to be open to the community. I think really what annoyed me when trying to communicate with websites and apps in particular, their uh, teams do not want to know about accessibility in the main. And mm. what I want to provide here as well with Welcome Ally is this sounding board that actually en masse, we can take frustrations from the community to these people, to these app developers, to these companies and say, hey, you know, if only you just did this one thing, here's mm. a lot of people that would be incredibly happy to spend money with you or to use your app and build your brand awareness. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Like, we all want to see accessibility done because it's the right thing. But fundamentally speaking, Impact community is not a charity case. We're an investment case. We are worth investing in and we are worth putting the effort in for. And that's really what I want to prove here. If I wanted to start getting involved with Welcome Ally and I wanted to learn more, what would you recommend me do? So right about now, if you are visually impaired and have had any trouble with inaccessible websites in general, uh, we have a survey up at welcomeally.com. That's W-E-L-C-O-M for mother, E for echo, a-L-L-Y, Alpha Lima Lima Yankee.com. And you can go there and you'll see a little bit of a blurb from me and my team. And there's a button on there that says take survey. You click on that link that says take survey, you'll go straight to the uh survey monkey uh survey and we'll ask you questions about uh you, the type of technology that you use, uh your screen reader, your browser, your device of preference, whether you use one or sort of all of the if you're an all of the above type of person as I am. And then it asks questions about like what kind of accessibility problems have you been having? You know, have you how many how many times have you experienced inaccessible websites or apps in the last month? And then it asks you to give examples of, you know, apps and websites that you've had good experiences with and bad experiences with, and a little a uh, little hint for the bad experiences we left those as open text boxes because <laughs> we know that some people have got a lot of rage in them about some of these services and uh we want to hear your rage we want to hear what you've got to say because we are going to be taking these right to the front doors of companies to prove that actually they have got to change not just because it's the right thing to do but because they are losing valuable customers by doing what they are doing in ignoring accessibility in the design stage of their products and the whole process takes maybe what 10 15 minutes at most to fill out depending on how how much rage you want to put into the <laughs> yeah exactly but, but you know accessibility <laughs> problems don't just fall in Accessibility affects different users differently uh, on a more personal level. Uh, Richard, I really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you could repeat the website people can go to, and if you want to share some social media so they can follow along with what's going on with Welcome Ally. So the Welcome Ally website is www.welcomeally. Uh, that's W-E-L-C-O-M for mother, E-A-L-L-Y.com. Uh, you can follow us. Please, please give us a follow at welcome underscore ally uh, on Twitter. And the Facebook is at welcome ally VI. Uh, and that will be, that's our little Facebook page. There's not much up there at the moment, but that's intending to grow over time. And we'll keep you all updated through those channels on any other social media that we get as and when we start launching it. Well, we appreciate you joining us and we'll have to check in with you towards the end of the year or early next year to see how things are going. Thank you very much, Michael, for your time. Richard Hyman and Michael Babcock on our Tech Talk. Awesome conversation. In a moment, folks, Brock Richardson of the Neutral Zone with his weekly sports update for us. Stay tuned.
Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.